Simplified Chaos, Episode 62. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hello, hello, wonderful friends. Welcome to Simplified Chaos. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my co-host and husband, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? We have another amazing episode here for you today. Thank you for joining us. Jill, we did another interview. We did. We sat down with Brittany Riddick, who was our doula. And now our really good friend. And if you don't know what a doula is, just know that she was there through all of the chaos with trying to bring Lucille into this beautiful world. Yes, we couldn't have done it without her. And she is just an amazing person. And we just were like, we have to interview her. So this is the interview. Jilly, what do we dive into? You are going to hear and learn all about her unique story on how she came to be doing the beautiful work she is doing today. And I know so many of you are going to be resonating with her journey because she dives into how she came to realize the gifts she offers the world, which is, there's so many yeah, that she there, talks there's about. There's countless <laughs> gifts that she's brought to this world and, and she's just an amazing person. And uh, she's going to, you're probably going to hear this ongoing message that there is just a million different ways to live a happy life and you're going to, it's going to be messy and it's there's going to be highs and lows, but she is just she just beams with inspiring energy and you guys are going to get a lot of golden nuggets out of this episode. Absolutely. So grab that popcorn, keep your eyes on the road and enjoy this episode. Hello everybody. Um, I just want to welcome Brittany, our lovely guest today. I'm so excited you're here. Oh, glad to be here. Um, I don't want to give too much information away from Brittany because um, Brittany's going to tell us her amazing story, how she became who she is today, and all of the the joys, the highs, the lows, all of that amazing stuff that goes with just living. Um, but before we get started, we are going to do our gratitude segment. Uh, so what's just one thing you're grateful for today? Um, I'm grateful for my tribe. Um, I'm grateful for the people who I know are going to lift me up and correct me when I'm wrong and you know instill um positive words into me to help me move further in life and a part of those people includes you yourself and your husband oh thank you Um, so (laughs) i'm super grateful for your podcast as well so you guys are a part of my tribe and people i know that i can count on to really really make me think and really you know get me on like the straight and arrow (laughs) I appreciate that. Don't make me cry. It's been, a very, just, it's been an emotional month. and I had usually an like, emotional month. It's, and it's yeah. the place, but that's <laughs> freaking sweet. How about you, Thank honey? You. What are you grateful for? I am grateful for um, aimless drives. Um, ah. We didn't really tell Brittany what we did today, but Brittany will hear it now. Uh, today we were running errands and Nick decided, so one of his goals is to help his road rage. So his, I have pretty bad road rage. It's not good. But he had this amazing like epiphany. He's we started taking back roads to go to Annapolis today, and he said, "Well, if I take back roads, that's less 
rage that I have because I'm usually when I'm on the highway, that's when I start like feeling the need to like be a certain way. And I said, that's really insightful that you're in tune with that. So we were taking all of these back roads, roads that I've never even been on in Annapolis and then going from Annapolis to Crofton. And it was just like, I felt like I was in a different state. I was a tourist in Maryland because I'd never never, seen these back roads where you were like, and you told me history, like, oh, I used to work for this company and I used to take all these back roads. And I'm like, who are you? (laughs) This is amazing. Like, it just felt like I was in a different place today because I just never had been on that road. And it just goes to show you, you know, you can never get bored in your home state, even when you think that you are like, oh, you know, I want to go someplace else. But today I felt like I went to a different state because you took me on all these different roads and we went through neighborhoods and saw different ponds and streams. And I was like giddy, like a little kid. I was like, Nick, this is really fun. Yeah. It was just we had like road closures yeah. and detours and everything. <laughs> did, yeah, it, was, it was great. Yeah. yeah awesome. Thank you to the Anne Arundel County Department of Public Works for giving me <laughs> the knowledge of Anne Arundel County back roads. So, yeah, it was a nice little yeah. adventure today. And yes, my road rage was calm. You even, were. Even in that one moment. Where the road was closed? Was not when the road was closed. Oh. But when that guy pulled out in front of everybody and then the other guy pulled out in the you know, and oh, almost hit yeah. us. Yeah. I was very calm. Namaste. Yeah, did namaste. Good. Did good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the ears woo saw. So yeah. Um so I'm grateful for neck rubs. Oh, that's yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Jilly. So Jill does this thing and she did it on our very first date, I wanna say. Um, where if I'm driving, she just rubs the back of my neck and it's like the most soothing feeling and it, and it also helps with the road rage too like <laughs> it's just really it's just like i almost there, there are times like if it's late at night i'm just like oh man she's gonna put me to sleep but uh no it feels great like it's just very calming when i'm driving that you know just somebody's rubbing my neck so very grateful for you uh yeah. taking you should, care of me there babe. you should feel fortunate because i never gave any of my other boyfriends neck rubs yes. before you for some reason yes. i was just like i want to really rub his neck well, when I'm we're in glad the car. you did. I'm glad you decided to start doing that. Yeah, you're welcome. The secret's out. <laughs> All right. So enough about us. Uh, yes. We're supposed to be quiet now because, I mean, I know a lot about you. For anyone who doesn't know, Brittany, and I'll probably talk, like, we will. Yeah, give it a nice inter- introduction here. Well, huh? we're going to have the introduction that the, re- the reader, the listener hears before this. You're going to get a little tidbit of what who you are, um, but just saying it now. Brittany was my amazing doula. She helped me before birth, during birth. She helped us. Us. Yes. I keep, <laughs> yes. It is so true. And she has the most phenomenal energy and she's the most, I, I call you like, I forgot. It was like something about you being calm. Do you remember what I said that I called you? I don't remember now. It is like leaving me. I don't remember, me. but it was super, super funny. Um, <laughs> It was something about being calm, though. Yes. Like, it's just the like, presence of the calm. <laughs> it's so true. You come into a room, and it's just immediately, like, I feel at ease. I don't know how to put oh, it. Awesome. <laughs> but that is the most needed energy, especially when you're having a baby, and you're in the midst of trying to go through labor with without doing medication. And it's like, Brittany, tell me the things that I need to hear right now. Just talk to me. Empower me. And I, I say that, too, all the time, that... You empowered me to do the things that I thought I couldn't do. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so this is going to be, a, I'm going to just say all the amazing things about you yeah. in this podcast while you're telling <laughs> us your story. But yeah. I, so yes, Brittany is a doula, a, a phenomenal doula, um, but she's also a friend. And it's funny. I think we first, when we went on a, I'll call it like a little date afterwards, <laughs> yeah. you're like, are, like, I don't know. Are we friends now? I was like, <laughs> we are so friends now. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was weird to have that conversation. Like, are we boyfriend and girlfriend? Like when you have that first talk, and yeah, it's we so, definitely did. It's so cool to, to say that. <laughs> yeah, we did. It wasn't awkward at all, guys. But it's just so cool to to see this. Like me just googling, I need a doula in my area until me meeting you, and then you helping me do the most crazy thing I've never thought I could do in my life, which is to deliver Lucille without the, the way I wanted to. I'll say that. Um, but yeah, I need to stop talking. So <laughs> I just could keep talking. It's a long I'll, preface for yes, the first I question. Know. I it's so bad. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry, guys. We're getting this, into this, folks. Here we go. But <laughs> promise. Just can you just tell us um, like how you got to be where you are today? And I know you have a long road. <laughs> And I, this is the part that is like my favorite of you just yeah. talking about all of the bumps along the way and how you rose above it and just how you just were in tune with who you were and just just fucking went for it. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. like wherever you want to start, however long it takes you. Like, um, So I guess I'll start with like my grandmother and my mom. They both had in-home daycares. Um, I'm one of six sisters, so seven of us total. Um, and for those who are like, dang, um, <laughs> my dad wanted the girls. My mom actually wanted five boys, one girl, and my dad won and he had his seven girls. Um, but I've always been around women, like I just a lot of women and children. And so when I was in high school, I took early childhood education while I was there and that helped me get into early childhood education. Um, I, ori- I originally started out um, as a preschool teacher. Um, so through the program, I worked at, in PG County schools. I worked in daycares. Um, so when I graduated, I just went straight for childhood education and I just jumped like right into it. Um, and so as I was doing it, um, my grandmother actually passed the same year that I graduated high school. Um, as I was going through like this process of like being a teacher, I just kept thinking about like my grandmother. And I remember when she had knee surgery, she came to live with us and she would have like this physical therapist person who would come over. Um, and they basically kind of taught me like how to do like her exercises with her, how to do like the massages and stuff. And I just kept thinking back on like, oh my gosh, like my grandmother, like she specifically was just like, she didn't want anyone to touch her. Like she just wanted me like she just wanted me to like massage and she would say how it felt good and as a child I'm like "Uh, does it really feel good or like is she just like hyping me up um but I could see how like her progress and how this this person was like actually really helping her heal and to get better so um the more and more I thought about it um I realized that being that teacher that I preferred one-on-one, I preferred being able to dedicate my time to one family. So I took that moment. I went to be a nanny. And while at being a nanny for a family, I put myself through massage school. And so that kind of paved my way into like massage therapy. Um, And the more and more I did massage and like, and I was helping people and I realized the power of like touch and you know, and while, you know, I'm not a doctor and I don't do anything, you know, medical in that way, the way that I contributed to people's health, mm. like it really, like it really instilled something into me. And all, all during this time though, like I'm at, um, friends births, I'm at sisters births, like, I'm you know, I'm still like helping and I'm watching kids and like, cause I really just love 
family. And so I love and I, I realized very early, like how hard it could be for, you know, families who are just having babies and people who don't quite know, like, you know, what they're really getting into until they're actually in it. Um, and I just happened to be at a birth. And um, after the birth was over, I'm like leaving and the nurse like kind of like flags me down and she's like, hey, I, you know, I, I want your business card. Can I get your business card? <laughs> and like, I'm looking at her weird and I'm just like, <laughs> like, I'm confused because I'm like, like, what are you talking about? Um, and she goes, you're a doula, right? And I'm just like, no, <laughs> like, like, I'm so, like, I'm so, so confused. And I'm like, no, she goes, like, are you sure? Because everything you were doing, like, that's, that's what a doula does. And so I'm just, I was just like, no, like, I'm just here, you know, I'm just this, like, I'm just here for support. Like, I'm just, this just is what I normally do. Like sisters, friends, like this just is, this is what I do. Like, I love doing this. Um, and so I went home that day and I was just like, okay, let me look this up. Mind you, I spelled doula completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know how it was spelled, but I like looked it up and I'm like, wow, like, I didn't even know this. I didn't know it was a thing. Like I, I, I didn't know it was a thing. And so um, from there, it was just like, well, you know, she thought I was a doula. Like maybe I should, like maybe I should go and, you know, take a class and, and get to, and just become a doula, you know, and incorporate, you know, massage into that. And I took a class um, and it was everything that I was doing. So it's just like, <laughs> like, do I really need this class? Man, um, I got this already. Yeah, so it was super, super just, I don't, it just kind of just really like fell in, into like my lap. Now, mind you, I struggle with infertility. Like from the moment me and my husband decided we wanted to have a baby, I didn't think by this time I probably had been struggling for a few years with infertility. So here we are, a person struggling to get pregnant who loves family and who loves to be in this dynamic. And, you know, and I had multiple people also going through similar things. It's like, why do you keep torturing yourself with this? Why do you, and it's, and the only thing I can say about what it is that I do is that when you love something so much, it is so hard to be selfish in what it is that you give, like the mm. the authentic you that you give in the position that you're given. And so when I have a family, like I don't take none of that for granted. Like and I, I know it sounds funny, you know, because I do get paid for my services, but I tell families all the time, like it was it was truly an honor to like be a part of this moment with you. And so most people think like, well, I kind of paid you to be here. But the reality of it is, it's just like, but you didn't have to, you know, you, mm -hmm. you didn't have to have me a part of this. But being in those moments and that experience, um, like it, it's just there's something about it. And every birth is like so different, mm -hmm. um, but it is so powerful. It is so powerful. And so for me, um, you know, so from from that first that first moment where I'm like, OK, I'm going to be a doula and I'm going to be a massage therapist and I'm going to be a child, early child educator. Like I'm, I'm going to be all these things. And, and you know, and so I was like, is this too much? Like, is it? And it has come full circle. Like I'm headed for midwifery. You know, I'm, I'm still on the path to becoming a midwife. And so every little thing that I've done in my life has come full circle and it has always been about family. It has always been about supporting people with where they're at and making sure that they knew that it does not matter what the world says. It does not matter what your next door neighbor is doing, what your friend is doing, what your sister is doing. You yourself, your family is uniquely different. Therefore, 
you can do whatever it is that you feel is right for you and you can change it a million and one times. And I'm going to say, okay, that's great. Let's figure out how to do this. Mm-hmm. You know? So to me, it was just like giving people exactly what they needed because I a hundred percent believe a good portion of, of what contributes to like postpartum depression is the fact or the feeling of needing to have it all and do it all. I have to be a mom. Mm. I have to be a good wife. I have to work. I have to cook. I have to clean. I have to look a certain type of way, you know, and the reality of it is it's like, this shit is hard for both moms and dads. Like it is so hard. So I like to come in and break up all of the misconceptions that people have about birth, about the postpartum period, and even conceding for that matter, like break up all those misconceptions. So that way people understand that if, if, if not anybody else in this world, you know, you can come to me, you can talk to me. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not going to make you feel less than like your way is your way. And it's going to be your way. And it's going to work for you. Because you're uniquely you. I've not, I haven't lived your life. I, I don't know what shaped you and brought you to this moment. So um, a lot of what I've been doing over the years, it has been that. So this part of me contributes into, a, I feel, an awesome way through massage, through childbirth, through postpartum, through fertility. You know, so I, I, I really just meet people with where they're at. And then we just soar from there. We, we, we just take it like to the whole like next level. So for me, the personalized individual care that I give people allows me that time to, to help people see that there's more than one way to do something. And there's, you know what I mean? And, and it's going to work because this is what you're trying, you know? And then if you feel like it doesn't work, you could change your mind. You could tell me today that I'm going to do this. And you can call me tomorrow and says, yeah, no, I don't want to do this. Trial and error. That's that's what it is. Fertility, parenting, your wellness, mm-hmm. you know, anything in life pretty much is just trial and error. You try it right. until the shit doesn't work anymore. Right. And then you go and try something else. So that's my stance and like how it's really, I think, I think that's that more than anything has pushed me into like this, this birthing community, this birthing world. Um, and what kind of sets me slightly apart from others who are also in this position as well. Um, so yeah, so one family at a time for me and, you know, and that, that's how I feel like that I make the best, the best change for me. And that's how I am where I'm right now. I'm Brittany. I am a massage therapist. I am a labor doula, postpartum doula, childbirth educator, placenta encapsulator. Um, actually, an ordained minister. Um, oh, oh, for those of you looking to get married. Um, and, you know, and I'm soon to be a lactation consultant and a midwife. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to find a hundred more things. Oh, fertility massage specialist. Um, but I'm sure there's like a hundred or more one things that are going to help add to what I give to families and I would never stop. I consider myself a forever learner. So yes, that's, that's amazing. what brings me here. Yeah. Amazing journey. And now that I'm reflecting on, I feel like this year of teaching has been so different and it's since Lucille. And I always thought it was just because I was a mom and then you realize, and I, I know you have, you find a new sense of purpose when you have a child, but my whole birthing experience, I mean, even though, I mean, it was, I keep saying it wasn't that long. It was nine months. That's that's a, that's almost a year. That's it's reality of it. Yes. But I always like even when I wrote a blog post about her experience, I kept saying Brittany empowered me. She never told me what to do. Even when I was like Brittany, like drugs, like tell me what are the drugs available? <laughs> I was at that moment like what's available? I don't know. Should I do it? And you never said yes or no. It was like you presented the information and you're like 
this is your choice. But you always said, you've come a long way, Jill. You're like, <laughs> you're this far and you gave you that sense of hope and belief instead of like second guessing or doubting whatever decision I have. And come to realize, I don't know if it's just all motherhood the way that I am now, but I feel like you are a huge chunk of how I am now. <laughs> Even in the classroom, I keep telling Nick, how I am with my kids this year in the classroom is different than any other year. Oh, that's great. Because I listen to the kids more than I, I don't tell them what to do. I mean, I have to sometimes. Like, we have to leave the building if there's a fire drill. <laughs> yeah. But it's so energy draining, but it's so powerful, the relationship that I'm building. And that's why I feel like I'm so connected to you and I'm drawn to you because you accept people for who they are and you let them decide what's best for them and listen. And you're so in tune with you that you make other people want to be in tune with themselves. (laughs) And it's unreal. I'm just like, as she's telling me this, I'm like, oh shit. Like maybe Brittany is a part of why I am the way I am because it's a traumatic experience. Giving birth is it's traumatic and it's glorious and it's beautiful and it's scary as hell. And it's crazy how I've never been in so much pain, but I've never cried. Is that strange? I just, <laughs> right? You're in like, yeah. a, but honestly, most moms don't start crying until the baby's like on their chest if they're going to cry. Oh, like I, that's, was, I was that's crying kinda, before Jill yeah. was crying. I was yeah, like, I know. I, I got that awesome God, picture of you crying. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you really, really think about it, when you're so invested in other people and what they're doing, that's draining. Like, that is so draining. Like, why do you need to carry that? Like, why? Like, why? You know what I mean? And if you're carrying that, like, how are you working on yourself mm-hmm. if you're carrying so much or so invested into other people and what they're, what they are or aren't doing, essentially? Yeah. So for me, it's just like, I don't have to live your life. Like, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to get whatever time I, I get with you and your family, but like, I don't have to live your life, you know? And I, you don't have to tell me the nitty gritty of like what you've been through or what you've gone through or, or the reasons why you're choosing to do something. You could just tell me and I'm not going to say, oh, well, what made you do that? No. Right. Oh, right. that's great. Or if I don't know about it, tell me more. Like, yeah. I, I would love to know more about this way of doing something. Um, but even as a mom myself, like, like I always have this thing where I say, don't doula the doula. Like I do not doula myself. Like I I do not. And just like, if I become a midwife, I'm not going to midwife myself. Like I give that over to someone else because again, it's just like, you'll get so into your head based on your knowledge. I'm doing quotation marks. You guys can't see it. Um, Based on your air quote knowledge um, that you, then you start second guessing yourself and wondering, you know what I mean? So it's just like, why? Why do it? Like, I'm not going to worry about you. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm, you know, if I have to doula myself through something or whatever, I'd rather just call on some my tribe and get them to technically doula me through whatever it is that I'm going through or try to help me see the reason be- behind it all. But um, I like I've been through like a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot of lows. But with those lows, like my highs definitely outweigh them, like no matter what. So for me, it's just a thing where it's just like nothing has come easy. So it's just like, I can only imagine what other people have gone through. Like it's, it, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've been through some pretty crappy stuff, but like, you know, it's, it can't stop me, you know, and, and at a later, a, a younger Brittany, you know, that, that might've been a whole different situation, but like this Brittany is, it's, is someone who like, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to be that person. Like I like, 
I'm going to tell you how to live your life and I'm still figuring it, right. like, figuring my crap and out. And we all are. That's not <laughs> yeah, like, It's like no, none of us have our shit together. No, no. And I'm not afraid We're to say it. Like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't got it together. Like, and if something fails on my part or whatever, I think the biggest thing you can do is admit it. Like, you know what? I actually messed up here. And I do that many times. And I'm very vocal about what I mess up on. And a part of that too for me is so my kids can see that. So my kids can see that I say, wow, ooh, mommy did that wrong. Or if I do something, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know. And so just even that, realizing that if I don't show this, like my kids aren't going to see that and they're not going to understand that it's okay to admit when you're wrong versus, no, nope, never wrong. I, you know, so even that, like now having kids, it's just like, I can't be that person who is perfect and I can't be that person who has her shit together. Like it, it's, that's not real. That's not the reality of, of it any, like it's just not the reality. So for me going through everything that I've gone through, like I kind of see that in the families that I'm with. Like I feel that I'm very intuitive to like what someone's going through or what they're feeling. And again, I don't pry too much, but I will get to a point where I they'll eventually say what I've been feeling. Because mm-hmm. like the energy too. So like if, if it feels a certain type of way, then and you're, you're like wondering, like, oh, is everything okay? You know, is there anything I, you know, so, so even that part of just like listening to my instincts, which I tell moms to do all the time, which you probably heard a lot from me. Please preach it. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah. Like instincts are super, super important. And so this is for anybody. This is for men, women, um, non-binary, whoever. It's, it's for any person. Um, your instincts are super, super important. You know, um, you definitely don't want, um, you know, so if you're a person who think you second guess yourself all the time, um, there are certain times where you need to listen to that second guess. Maybe you're not actually second guessing yourself. Maybe there's something innately in you telling you that this is a bad idea. Yeah. Like, you know, or, or the thing that signals you that you might be in danger. Like, it's the same thing. It's that same sense of like, something's off in here, you know, and it's also about, you know, not really being, so you walk into a room and you're not worried about, what oh, was everybody looking at me? How, you know, how, like, did the wind blow? Did my hair go? It's more about walking in and feeling what the room feels like. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking at everyone else. So I'm not worried about what you guys see when I walk in. I'm not worried about what you see on me. I'm worried about what do I see on you? So when you take yourself out that equation, you can then begin to like pick up and feel other people's senses and like what they're going through, any type of tension, that type of thing. And so, you know, and then there's that fine line of also keeping your mouth shut when you do send something is <laughs> how someone tells you what's wrong yeah. or, you know, so also having those boundaries of letting someone come to you when they're ready to express what they're going through. So in pregnancy, I use that a lot in the, in the labor room. I use that so much. I get more from a mom on what she doesn't say versus what she does say. And that really helps me to support her through her birth. And so I rely on those feelings heavy. So I try to help my moms get in tune with their instincts a little bit too um and and that really just it really helps shapes and transform things a, a little bit more better like um and i th- you know i think that's probably what makes their experience better like when they're you know i'm there helping them through their their birth basically so you're um, basically a life coach um <laughs> you help people get in tune and just just cut out the bullshit. And I think that's why we kind of started the podcast was just because we heard a lot of noise. There was a lot of people telling us a story that this is what you should do. This is how life is supposed to be. And this is what our people in our life were doing. And it's, we doesn't have to be that way. And the whole getting in tune with what feels right is we have to quiet out everything. Mm -hmm. And if you don't quiet out all of the chaos and the 
the people and the voices and the stories that you were told your whole life, it's like you're going to keep following this path that maybe it's not going to make you feel whole and it's not going to make you feel happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just love, like, I don't, you're a life coach. I don't know if you know this. Um, <laughs> People tell me, they're like, are you sure you want to be a midwife? You should probably be a therapist or something. Yeah, but I feel like every human, it, we're born that way. I think it's just we have so many distractions in our life that we forget that we we are the boss of ourselves and we can be in tune with ourselves. But because there's social media and mm-hmm. there's just just so many other voices out there telling us to do something, we kind of forget who we are and what we want to do and what's best for us. Um I don't know if you have anything to say, Nick, but I was going to go well, to the next question. Well, I, I wanted to ask because, yeah. you know, I was there supporting Jill along with you and supporting both of us. And, you know, from my perspective, when Jill said that she wanted the drugs, I would have been like, yes, give her the drugs. Like my <laughs> wife is in pain. She, you know, I you know want her to have whatever it is to make her feel <laughs> just, you know, not what she's feeling right mm-hmm. now. Tell me a little bit, like, the relationship with the men who are there. Like, you know, oh, yeah. I'd like to get it from a um, guy's perspective because I felt like you were supporting Jill, but you were supporting me just as much as you were supporting <laughs> yeah. her because, like, um, I didn't know what to do. Like, you know, how to massage her the right way or how to comfort her or whatever. And just having you there coaching us and, and coaching me to do th- those things, like, I found that just... It was empowering for me, too, and, and I was glad that I was able to be there to support her, but I couldn't have done it without you. So I'd like to know what if, if I was different than other guys or if it's yeah. kind of the same way. But. Um, so for all partners and anyone who's there, like support, like this is someone that you love. And mm-hmm. so when someone you love is like in pain or in discomfort, like your immediate response is that I need to get this to stop. Like yes. I, I I need to fix mm-hmm. this, you know, and as a person who's not a doctor, there's, you know, that sense of helplessness. And so you have someone saying, like, hey, I can offer you this and I can give you this. And so, of course, everyone else in the room is like, yes, I just want her to feel better. Like, I, I just like seeing her like this is actually hurting me. Like, it's. Oh, I was about I, to cry. I, yeah, I was tears almost. Yeah. So, uh, and most, most partners are like, like they're. You, cause you, you don't, you, you know, you're ready for this. You know, you're, you know, you're like, wow, I'm having a kid. Like I'm having a baby. And so, you know, it's, it's a very exciting time. But then when you get to the real of it, of how your baby is going to actually get here, you know, it is just like, <laughs> like, you know, so a lot of moms, your like the joke is, you did this to me, you know? <laughs> so, but I can see it on dad's face. It's like, I did that to her. And so it's just like, so yeah, so, so, so you'll want to do any, like you'll take anything. If someone comes in and says, hey, I got this magic pill and it's going to, it's going to stop the pain. I just need you to twirl around 10 times and jump four and, and it's going to stop. And you would do whatever, even if it made you look crazy. Um, but so for me, um, when a mom has like a birth plan or a birth goal of what it is that she's, she, she, you know, she would like to do, um, it's about her having a moment and then waiting until that contraction is over and then Asking like so for me like you could say I want the epidural or I want X Y Z and I'm gonna wait for you to come out of your contraction and I'm gonna say hey while you were in a contraction just now you said you want this you know would you like me to to call a nurse in or you know and so I just wait until she's a little bit more clear and if if she would like to move forward and proceed that's great and if she would like for me to go get someone so she can get an epidural medicine or the case may be. That's great. Mm-hmm. The whole point of it, though, is to make sure that she knows that she what she is doing is for her and is not for anyone else who told her that that's the way to birth or just so she can. So if, so for some people, it's like if I say something, none, I got to do it because if I don't do it, 
then everybody's going to think that, you know, so it's just like, we're not thinking about anybody else. We're thinking about what you need in this moment. You right. never experienced this before. Every birth is different. For, even for moms who've had three or four, sometimes a birth can be more than what they thought it was going to be. Um, so for me, it's just like, when it comes to like the dads, it's, you know, or whoever the support person is going to be is that, have you gone to the bathroom? Have you eaten? Have you drank? You've been standing up for a long time. I'm going to offer you a chair. Um, you've been, you know, doing stuff outside of what you would probably normally be accustomed to. Me, I can, I can massage a full straight out eight hours, actually probably like 10 or 12 Damn. now and not feel any type of way about like, it's my body is so used to that. But for something, for someone else that who doesn't do that type of thing, you could be a bodybuilder for all I care, but you're not going to be able to stand there for that amount of time and do that and, and still have some sort of energy once the baby gets here. So I do find that a lot of dads are, um, when, when they're in that situation, they, you, you do like you, you just want, you just want what is best for your partner. Like you, you really do. And like, you hate to see them in any type of discomfort or pain. Um, and so, and you would do anything to make it go away, even if you had to share some of that pain, you know? Um, so, you know, it's just, you know, that calm reassurance, the hand on the back and guiding dads into, you know, doing certain things or whatever, or saying, Hey, you haven't eaten, dude. Like it's been like six hours. You said you didn't eat breakfast. So just listening, like really listening into like the things you said. Like, oh, I didn't have breakfast, and here we are, and now it's hitting on two, three o'clock. Like, that's not a way to sustain. Like, that's not a way to keep yourself energized. That's not a way to keep you going. Meanwhile, I'm sneaking in like little snacks out of my bag throughout it. So I got the stuff that I know that's gonna fuel me. Right. So like what's gonna fuel you? What's gonna keep you here, keep you present? You know, and then just also the doing what you feel is comfortable. So, you know, we do go through like the comfort measures and we do like the whole birth rehearsal thing, but there's certain things that you're just not comfortable. Like don't, like you don't know if you're going to hurt them. You've never done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, so it's just doing the things and stepping in where you feel comfortable is what's going to keep everything even flowing and, and make it everything ebb and flow the way that it should. Um, but you are not solo to this. Like a lot of dads, we do, the, they do the whole, oh, I'm not going to cry and I'm not going <laughs> to do this, you know? And so, it, but you see it on their face. It is, they are so concerned and they are so, um, you know, and so, you know, just for example, just being at your birth, like just seeing your face, like I could see and I could feel exactly what you were feeling and it was new and it was raw and it's, you know, and you want to do and say the right things to try to make this easier on her. Um, and so it, it's hard. It really is. And so, you know, we do get a lot of, oh, I carried the baby for nine months. I birthed the baby and all of that things. And, you know, maybe we don't quite see um, what partners actually may go through during that process as well, especially in the labor room where I can I can see it on their face of <laughs> like, oh, my God, like she is doing this for me. Like she she is doing this to help bring like our gen- uh, another generation into this world. And, you know, and they're filled with emotions and they're going through, you know, so they also are going through like their own thing while trying to still like, so I, I just see it. I, you know, I see it in their face and I see a dad wipe a tear and, and try to like suck it up before the mom looks up and, and, you know, and so and that in itself too, of like, 
also for men is that facade of like you can't be emotional and you have to be super strong and you can't do that and so unfortunately sometimes those things especially going through the nine months itself can appear as like oh he really not feeling it he don't really care Um, but it is the way in which you think that you're supposed to act and then it's like you get into that birth room and it is so hard to hold on to the way that you think that you're supposed to act as a man and so and then it gets a little bit tested there because like you're crying before the baby even gets here, but you're, you're like, you're like trying to like suck it in and hold it up. But a lot of the the men and, and partners in the room get choked up way before the baby even gets here. They're super, super concerned about it. And so the mom herself, she's going through what she's going through sometimes, you know, well, most 99.9% of times, you know, even the moms don't even notice that this dad is actually you know, going through something right now in this very moment. And they're having like this transformational period where things are really starting to click and change within them, like in that very moment. So while we're birthing a baby and we're bringing life into this world, like three new people are being born. All the people there witnessing witnessing this birth, like they're being reborn in some type of way. They're going to walk away from that birth with something. They're going to have a new foul type of relationship with what they just witnessed. And so for me, when I say all births to me are extremely different, and I don't care if every birth, could, it, it could TikTok the exact same way. I'm going to walk away from every birth with something different. and And that's what I get from that. And so- when I see the partners and, you know, and I see this type of evolution of them, like, and it's like, it's changing, like right before your eyes. So I talk to the moms most of the time through the pregnancy. Some dads, you know, I'll, I'll talk to them too. But that for me is like, when I really, really get to know who this dad is and I really get to see, like, you're a dad, like your baby's not here. You're a dad. Like, I see this, you know what I mean? And you're like this provider. And I'm not talking like financially, like you're mental, emotional, spiritual provider right now. And you're providing like all. So for me, the love connection. So whether you have a husband or you have a wife or you have a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a sister, a brother, whoever is supporting you through your pregnancy, understand that it is a transformational period for them too. Like they are actually, they, they're like so many emotions are like happening and they're, they're having to evolve like in this moment, like in that short amount of time, they're evolving themselves into someone. Um, and so, um, you know, I don't replace dads. I do not replace dads. I don't report, um, replace any support person. Um, I feel that I add to the birth. I help you get in and fit in where you feel like you can get in. Um, and then I, I pick up where you're not so comfortable being there. And again, I'm just making sure everybody in the room is cared for it. That, that, that I'm remembering when the last time, like I am, I am making sure that she goes to the bathroom in my mind. I'm like, mm, <laughs> I, they have, they've been here for, I'm pretty sure it's bathroom break time. Like I'm pretty, you know, so again, Again, it's just really like, hey, do you need anything? Do you need something to drink? Do you need to rest? Do you need to sit down? And then if I got a chair, then I'm kicking a chair over to you so you can like, just a reminder, like sit down, like relax, like chill. Like we got this. You got this. Sleep. Sleep. I'm here. You like, trust me, if if something's happening, you're going to hear. We're here. (laughs) You know? So, but yeah, I, I do notice that dad's you guys really do go through stuff in the birth. And I do specifically remember, and then I was laughing, but I think I did get the picture of him crying um, and, and like when, yeah. when, when Lucille was born. Um, so even that, I'm not a photographer, but I will get a self, grab a cell phone if, yeah. you know, everybody's cool with it. And I will like snap a few photos. Uh, but it's just a show. And especially just to get the dad's look on their face. It's just a show 
that emotion in that moment. And most people were probably like, don't like, don't take a picture of me while I look like this. No, I'm glad like, I'm you strong did. and I'm, you know, I'm this, but strong is also emotion, you know? And so ha- being responsible for those emotions to, to show other people and being responsible to show those emotions to your kids are like super important. Um, so for me, birth is more than just giving birth. Um, it really is like this emotional, spiritual type of change um, that happens with everyone who gets to witness it and, and be a part of it. Um, but most people go through exactly what you go through and it is so hard. And of course, we, we're we going to praise women all day long for everything that we do with our bodies to, to bring life into this world. Um, but when you have a good partner, you have a good support system, um, you know, while they physically may not have pushed a baby out, you know, it is a, some level of, of pain and sadness and happiness and excitement that they go through during this period as well. Um, they just might not be so easy to tell you that they're <laughs> experiencing it and that, you know, and, and they should, you know, and, and, and in a perfect world, I guess they would explain to you and say what they're feeling. Um but they just want to be strong. They just want to, you know, they, they're like, I can't, I can't fall down. Like I, I, like I got to power through this, you know? Um, so I feel like sometimes the support people are kind of pushed to experience everything at once Mm -hmm. and then suck it up. Um, I know not everybody can see this because this is a podcast, but I was shaking my head. Yes. The entire time. (laughs) Brittany nailed that. (laughs) Absolutely nailed that. Um, but you know, we're talking, you talked a lot about support systems. Um, and that's something that Jill and I totally believe in. Like, you know, our life, this podcast, everything that we're doing is not possible without the great support system that we have. So we're very curious, what does your support system look like? Um, I have a really, really big family. Um, as I said, I have six sisters, um, my mom, my dad, a slew of cousins, aunts and uncles. Um, but my close knit tribe, um, most recently in the past few years, it's like my sisters. I can always call on my sisters just to be silly, to vent, to, you know, to just act a whole fool, you know. So, you know, I can call them and, you know, just, you know, be, be, you know, me as well. Um, but just the people in the most recent years are, um, the midwives who reach out and who are deliberately trying to help me get through this process, the pediatricians who are reaching out, helping me to get through this process that I'm, that I'm going through. Um, and then the families that I work with. And so, you know, yes, when we start, there is a contract and things like that. And there's exchange of money. Um, but I, you know, I don't think people quite realize that it's so much more to what I give. Um, and of course I follow family leads, but at, at right now, a hundred percent of my families after their babies are born, like we still keep some sort of connection, some sort of bond and things like that. Um, I go on dates with some of my moms. Um, and <laughs> you know, I come, I go to their house, you know, houses and we have like these family things and like I'm invited to like these things. You and do so podcasts in their bedrooms. Exactly. <laughs> which is lovely by the way. Um, and so it's just like, we, you know, so it's just like, doing this work too it's just like i'm also learning though from these people as well so like my husband um i'll say he's number one for my my as my number one supporter and the person who 
he's, he's definitely my best friend. I know that sounds so cliche, but my husband is my best friend. Like he is the number one top best friend ever, ever in the world. Shout out to you, boo. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but he, I mean, because this work is so random, like I, middle of the night, babe, I got to go. I got to go to a birth. And depending on like what's happening, whatever's going on, he might have to drive me to the birth. And then I Uber back or something like that. Or, you know, it just really depends where we're at in our day. But it's just like, he is someone that I can call and he is going to be there at a drop of a dime. He cheers me on. I can get it. Like somebody could email me and I'm like, oh, I got a consultation. And he's like, oh, high five. Yes, for you did that. And I'm like, babe, it's just, but you know, he's just, you know, he's just cheering me on for even the really tiniest, small things. Um, And so over the last like two, three years though, you know, on top of him, you know, just the, the, the overwhelming amount of like providers um, who, who actually find value in what I do and they see like what I'm doing, um, who take a chance on me, who mentor me, who, who push me and like checks in on me, things like that. Um, so I find that like super helpful because it, a few years ago, I wasn't the person like I, I was not so open to accepting help or accepting someone celebrating me. I should like, I, I just really wasn't open to that. It was like, yeah, I'm supposed to do that. You know? So, and so for me to like now be at this point where I realize, and at the end, honestly, I guess I could chuff that up to doula work to make me see that like you could use support too. Like you support people all day long. Like you can use someone on your side to cheer for you and support you. And so um specifically, in the last few years, one of the bigger people who have supported me is Jill. And so, you know, so even after Lucille was born, like checking in, like, hey, what's going on? Let's have lunch, you know, messaging each other, like things like that. So, you know, just like checking in to see how things are going, liking posts, reposting posts. So just that aspect of it. Um, Another family is... um, it's not a confidentiality thing. So I am going to shout out Orlette um, and James uh, Torrance. James is actually running um, for the 7th District. Um, and they're like super wonderful. And when I met them, like it's something when I meet a family, there's things like I tell intuition is everything. And I told them and I um, and I'm like, they're going to be big. Like there, there's something about this family that they're they're big, they're headed on a way, and he's now running for seventh district. But they themselves, even while being their doula, are supporting me and and you know and telling everyone about me and you know lifting me up when I wasn't so you know up and you know it's being super supportive of like what I'm doing. And through them, I've met an you know Alicia, which is uh, Orlette's sister, um, and you know she's a photographer, and so. I made another connection through that. And now me and her are like super tight knit and close. Whereas like years ago, I would have never done something like that. Like I would have never like, oh yeah, I'll take your number or, oh yeah, I'll, you know, yeah, let's meet up. Let's do these things. Let's, let's go have lunch. Like let's, cause I like was so sold on the boundary thing of Mm -hmm. like, you're a client. You can't be more than that to me. You have to be a client, you know? But once the contract's over and done with, now I'm at the point where it's just like, these are some amazing people that I get to meet. I get to meet a lot of amazing families. And so for me, like, 
over the, like, you guys become my tribe. Like, you guys become people, like, you know, I get to get to really know you guys on, like, a personal level. Like, you just don't invite a stranger off the street and say, hey, come into my home and let's talk about my birth. And, like, let's, <laughs> you know, let's, let's do this, you know? Yeah. So, for me, it's just, like, you guys help support me um, when, when you... We're just having personal one-on-one conversations. When you repost something of mine, I got more support from people that I hadn't known than people I probably known for years, especially when it came down to like the business. And that really changed how I saw other people, you know, and what I realized to be friends and who I realized to be like associates and things like that. So in the realm of what I did, it's really helped me to understand relationships and how they're very much needed. Um, but you sell support, like I get support from practically everyone I come in contact with. And the last few years, it has been amazing. It has shaped me so much. And I'm going to get teary-eyed, so I'm going to stop. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but it really is like support is everything. So if, if there's anybody who's listening right now, if you don't have anyone that you can truly honestly go to and talk to, really think about that. Um, really think about, you know, letting go some of what you're going through. Because the more you hold it in and bottle it up, it only gets worse. So when you have these people who are willing to be there and support you, you know, get to a point where you feel comfortable and then let them like yeah. let them support you through all the things, all the wonderful things, as well as all of the bad things as well. Well said. Damn. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why I love the platform of podcasting so much, too, is because I feel grateful that people let us into their ear. Like we're literally a voice, like having a conversation Mm -hmm. almost with them in the car or, you know, on a walk. And I feel that that is such a privilege to be able to do that. And like you right now are like (laughs) speaking words of wisdom, just telling people that you're not alone, that there are other people out there. And that's what's so cool about this platform is that even if you don't have someone physically near you or you know someone it's like this platform just helps you connect that there are other people out there and you need to find them and seek them um so again it's just i don't take this for granted that we're able to have a microphone and a laptop and do this right. like it's not it's right. simple but it's it's really hard you know because i feel like everything we say has to be purposeful and intentional like to that we're helping people that we're not wasting their time um, and that's so true. It's like this year we've connected to more people than ever because of the podcast yeah, and because of people like you who <laughs> enter our lives and we don't realize they had touched us in some way until we go back and reflect, oh shit, like that's why I am the way I am because this person came into my life, made me know that I can trust myself and that I am, I, I do I do have a place in this world and that I am powerful. And it's like these tiny little actions and people in our life that make us feel that I'm rambling. I'm sorry. No, um, no. You're this good. is a good antidote. Um, yeah. But it is so true. It is so true. Everything you said, I don't want to cry either. Um, <laughs> no, but I tell people about your We've podcast all, all the cry. time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. But I like even your pot, like I swear I tell everyone about your podcast. And so even though getting to know you guys, even like even when you post like oh what should our next topic be or ask us some questions and I'm like oh yes I'm gonna ask it <laughs> um, but just you've given even, us some juicy ones yeah. <laughs> so even just like listening to like your podcast I get to know you guys better better but you also help me see or realize things within myself that I I probably already knew but I was just like yeah that's just me mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so that's not an excuse anymore like that's just me you know yeah. so 
it, you you really are helping to shape and mold and change people into realizing like, for me, the, the biggest thing that I get from your podcast is intention and and like purpose. So really thinking about like why I'm doing something and does it serve a purpose for me? So I get a lot of that from like your podcast and it really, really makes me think. I love things that really <laughs> makes me think like, and then I'd be talking back to the podcast too, <laughs> laughing, like laughing with the podcast as well. So it's just like, it, it's, it's real. And to me, I definitely see the rawness of it. And so that is super important for me, like in any inter- interaction. Granted, you guys aren't like physically there, but like, I'm, it's like I can envision myself in this room, just like, oh my gosh, you guys are so like in the back of my popcorn, like, yes, that, yes. Oh my gosh, I never thought of that. You guys are so smart. Like, writing down some of, you know, whatever your quote is, like, for the, oh, oh that is awesome. You know, so like, I, I do get a lot from it. And I know if I'm getting a lot from it, the other people can come in and get some things from it as well. So like, like, and I told you from the very beginning, like, this is awesome. And I'm going to put it out there. I can't wait till you guys maybe do like a real YouTube so we can see you guys. Get some cameras in this room. Yeah. Yeah, like, I cannot wait for that. too. Because people like, also mm-hmm. need to like, because honestly, just seeing you guys, I, I feel like that also makes a difference and adds to it. And so people could like see you. We know what you look like. But if we could just like see you, I feel like people are just like, these are my people. So every time, like I'm in, I'm just like, so I I, I have like I'm very visual, so I'm just like imagining, like oh my gosh, they are so funny. They are probably just like, oh, what are they drinking right now? Like oh my, you know, so like I, I'm just like imagining like all these things, and I'm in that room. Like I do, I feel a part of it. I feel connected, and so when you when you started it, I'm just like, yes, yes, all the podcast. Yes. And I've listened to every single one since the very first one. And I go back and I listen to a few of them sometimes, depending on like my mood or like what's going on or what's happening. So it's real. Like it very, it it really is real, like what you guys are doing right now. And so I want you guys to know that it is making a difference in my life. I know that for certain. Um, Just ask my husband how many times I send him like, hey, listen to this. You go to go to minute four, 25 <laughs> seconds and start there till 768. Like, yeah, listen to that. You know, so it, it's it, it really is helpful. And I think you, you want to be a doula. You guys are dueling right now. Like this is like a life doula. You guys are life doulas at this point. Mm. So I, I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Thanks, Brittany. That's that's I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm speechless right now. Like, no. Thank you so much for saying that. Um you know, and thank you for listening to all the episodes <laughs> um, and recommending us, um, you know, and I feel like what you're bringing to this conversation, I, I mean, there's just so much value here. And I mean, I'm thinking this entire episode as you're talking, this is fire. I know that this is something the kids say this day, but I mean. Just the, what the you're kids talking say about. these yeah. days. I know. Don't I like, my husband started saying that though too. He's like fire. I'm like yeah. okay. I didn't know that was a thing. I just it is. Gucci. It's fire. Like, Gucci, like, fire, whatever. I'm like the purse. I don't understand. But. Yes. But no. I mean, I, I think everything that you said from from the time we started talking today. I mean, it's it, it aligns with exactly what you know we've been talking about on all of our podcasts. You know, finding your tribe. Um, you know, aligning your values with the, the same people, um, you know, helping people and, and being there to support them, empower them. Like there's just so much 
uh, there's so much power in what you're saying. And, 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 you know, I'm just smiling the entire episode. Like I, I'm just really happy and, and, you know, can completely relate. So, um, Jill, do you have any other questions? I mean, I mean, she, I have these list of questions. I'm like, fuck these questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just when you, you said how, like, once you opened up, you started seeing all these connections. And I think that speaks words on just letting your guard down Mm -hmm. and just taking risks and being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. And it's so fucking scary to do that shit. Like sometimes putting some of the stuff out there, it's like, what are my coworkers going to say if they hear this? Sometimes I was like, I didn't want to say that I was on a podcast because I, I, I didn't. asking about it all I the time. I didn't know how. Like, it, yeah. This is me. I mean, this is who you work with. And, yeah. And, and that's I've, fine. I've, I have, I've, I've gotten over the fact that, you know, there's going to be people in my life who I love and care about or that I work with or whatever. This is my authentic self. Yeah. And I'm, I'm comfortable with that. And, and a lot of people are not comfortable with who they are. Um, but just the fact that we can sit here and have a conversation and, and be real about it. And more importantly, like the whole point of this thing is to help others. And, and you don't have to do exactly what we do. No, Everybody's different, no, but we're here own, to yeah. just open up minds and really just to get you thinking more intentionally. And, you know, if one thing works for you and it doesn't work for us or if it doesn't work for another person, then, yeah, do what it takes to make your life better, happier more purposeful, whatever it is that you want to do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't hold back at all anymore. It's like, this is who I am and <laughs> not not ashamed of it, not scared of it, whatever. And I think the lesson that I'm getting from this conversation, from just listening to you, Brittany, is that once you just let your guard down and you just opened up and started taking help and then, you know, speaking about people who did bring you joy or help or support, it's like, it's just all starts connecting. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole reason why I wrote a blog post about our experiences because I don't know if anyone tells you that you're an amazing person. I was like, I need to write about it and spread that joy. To <laughs> people I was because, so hard. You know, we put out this podcast and we don't know who it touches or, and we hear sometimes some feedback. But again, it's like, you know, you put your efforts and your work and your energy out there and then sometimes you may hear something and sometimes you might not. Like, you see a baby, but... You know, you may not get those words of affirmation. I know not everyone needs it, but I feel like deep down we all need it. Sure. Even if it's like, I see you yeah. and you're amazing. So I just think that there's something of just speaking that out when someone helps you or you know that someone's doing something good that you need to speak it out mm-hmm. and just create that. Con- I think that automatically just puts energy and connection into the atmosphere. It and then does. Um, yeah. But anyway, oh my God, this is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to skip some questions because I'm That's like, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I guess, how are we on time? We're almost at an hour. So Damn. maybe one more question and we right. the quarter day. So make it a juicy one. All right. <sighs> All right. Or two more. <laughs> two more. Damn. All right. Right now um, in this season of life, like what are you valuing the most like right now? Um, not doing stuff. I am valuing just being, just existing. Um, most of the time we're told that to be successful, that you have, you don't sleep. Like that's a part of being successful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like team no sleep, hashtag team no sleep. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it is, oh, yeah, it is, it is a thing, you know? So it's just like, if you're, if you're going, 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 mm-hmm. that means you're successful and you're doing it and you're, you're, you're making it happen. Um, and I'm at the point right now where it's just like, what's for me will come. Um, and 
I do not have to do all the things. Um, I'm going to attract the people who needs to be a part of my life and be a part of the people, you know, lives that I, that I need to based on just being me. And so a part of that is I'm not going to wake up every day and then cop on social media and I'm going to do like a bunch of stuff or, you know, maybe today I'm not going to actually cook any food for my kids and we're just going to make, make sandwiches or something like something super simple and straight to the point. Um, but it's all, it's all about the value of like where I'm at mentally, where I'm at emotionally and spiritually and like visiting those things um, often. So, you know, I'm helping my whole self. So, um, a part of like the fertility birth wellness thing is, is I'm looking at the whole you, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I'm there for your birth, but if there's something mentally or emotionally going on, it can definitely be a hindrance on your physical and that can, mm-hmm. you know, block or, you know, stop the progress of, you know, all these things happening. Um, and so it's, for me, it's just about like, I need to feel like a genuine connection with what I'm doing. Cause if I know that I can't give my best, I like, I shouldn't be doing it. That's just how I feel. So for me, it's just like, if I don't take the time and, I, and we can label it as self care. Um, but I, for me, it's just intentionally just being, just being, like I'm just existing today. Like I'm here in this world. Um, I'm probably a, a, in a mix of happy and and sad. I'm like right in between, just mediocre or whatever the case may be. But knowing that I can be in that space and still be exactly who I am. So I'll always put out positive content and make people think and you know support people and things like that. But it's also letting people know the real of me. And so people you get a perception because of like social media and things like that is that everything's well, everything's perfect, everything is like going great. Um, but for me, it's like, I don't care about that stuff anymore. Like it, it, for me, it's, it's not about any of those things. Um, and I, you know, I never posted things with the intention of making people think that my life was perfect. Um, but people hashtag me relationship goals all the time or, you know, hashtag, but you know, things like, so they start to label you. Um, and then, so you kind of feed into like those labels. So I'm mm-hmm. at a point in my life right now where I'm not feeding into any labels. Like I am who I am. I have my good days. I have my bad days, sad days. Sometimes I think I'm a great mom. Sometimes I think that I'm not, not so good mom, you know? So it's just going through what I'm going through in that moment and knowing that that's okay. It is okay for me to be sad. It is okay for me to be happy, for me to be mad, for me to be angry. Um, but it is also a big proponent is to speak on how I'm feeling though, especially if I know my kids are present so that that way they also, when they're in a moment of sadness, happiness, they can, they can say that and tell me why they're, you know, they're, you know, they're in that way. So, um, you know, within that just existing, I'm intentionally just existing. Um, and so it's like, just, yeah, no, mommy's just not feeling so well today. Mommy's a little bit sad or mommy's, you know, and my, oh, why are you sad today, mommy? And, you know, and, oh, well, mommy didn't have such a good day yesterday or whatever the case may be. And then I'm noticing that in my kids and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm just not happy today. Um, you know, and I'm like, why aren't you happy? Well, my sister took my toy, <laughs> you know, and so it's, it's, you know, it's funny, but for me, it's just like, I, you know, not many people have shown me their emotions growing up in that way. Um, and so for me, you know, so while we can read people and we know, and kids know, like they can, they know when things are a little iffy or things aren't too right or whatever the case may be. Um, but no one really said, I'm sad right now. 
or, you know, I, I'm, I'm not feeling so great. So I just need some time to, I'm going to, you know, take a little time out for myself and, and gather myself and gather my thoughts and things like that. So just intentionally existing to me is like super important. I do not want to pretend to be something that I am not. And that includes hiding what I'm feeling. Cause I notice if I hold it in, it bottles up. And then when it comes mm-hmm. out, it's like super random, definitely the wrong time. <laughs> it is not productive. Like it, it, it doesn't help anyone and it especially doesn't help me. So for me, it's just saying, Hey, or like mainly to my husband, I'm just like, look, babe, I'm just not feeling like it today. <laughs> like today, like it, I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm just not feeling today. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really not. And so then, you know, I, I go into like my little sanctuary and I get my crystals and I burn my sage and I, I just lay out in the floor and sometimes I fall asleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then sometimes in, in all that lull, I get my best ideas. And, you know, and it's because I've been rushing and I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And I hadn't taken the time to slow down or to process anything that's been happening to me. And then it all piles up at once. Um, so I intentionally take days to just exist. I'm here. I am healthy, you know, but I, I'm, I'm just here. I'm just, I'm just existing. Yeah. I think sometimes we think if we're not doing, we're not, I don't know. We don't count in a way, you know, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we're trained that we have to constantly be doing, be doing when really we just have to be. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the whole hashtag, no sleep or whatever. This is like, you have to be doing everything at two o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. And you can't do that. You can't like you, you have to be able to take a step back, recharge and focus. And when you do that, it's going to help you do great things. Like you have to take that step back. Sometimes you have to take two steps backwards to take a step forward or, you know, all those things, but it's true. You, you just can't be go, 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 go all the time. It's not helpful. <laughs> it's honestly, it is not healthy either. You know, it's like, cause some people are really taking that no sleep thing extremely serious. Yeah. Like, man, I only got three hours of sleep last night, but boy, did some of my best ideas come and, you know, and then they just keep powering on like that. I'm like, okay, you're not, you're really actually not sleeping, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, just that idea of being like an entrepreneur or having like your own business, um, especially when you're everything in the business, you know, and you know, for me, <laughs> all the different things that I am, <laughs> all my little profession, um, <laughs> It was, it was a thing where it was just like, I wasn't really properly managing anything, you know, like I really wasn't managing like my time appropriately. Like I wasn't, I just really felt that I had to be all in or it was, or it was nothing. Um, And then when you look at other people who are doing similar things to you, again, a lot of things seem good on the outside, but you really never know what you're acting. So just like when you're like, wow, this person is really doing it. Oh, I want to be just like them. And so it's also being careful about what you say though, because if you say you want to be just like them and then you start noticing a lull and all this stuff starts happening, you know, you might actually have got exactly what you asked for it, you know? So it's, it's the appearance of things and things like that. And so um, for me, it's just, I don't want to keep up with any certain type of appearance, you know, and if I'm happy, I'm happy. If I'm sad, I'm sad. Like, let me like, and I want my kids to understand that too. Like, it's okay to be these things, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And if you need a moment or if you need time to your, like my kids look like, you know, I'm I'm just going to go lay in the bed for a little bit. I'm like, okay. You know, they don't, it's to me that's they don't want to be bothered. Like, that's just something they just need a little bit of time to themselves. Mm -hmm. So, um, and so I'm grateful because I am starting to notice that 
they are taking the time to say how they feel. And if they do need to take a moment away from everything else that is going on, they're taking their moment. So like, I think that's big, like for these little people absolutely, <laughs> to be doing those things. Everything you're saying, I'm noticing this year in teaching, like we'll be like, all right, therapy's in session because I can tell you're feeling away. And like, they always say that like, all right, now we're, we need some therapy now. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, like they're awesome. coming to me. Like they're telling that's me when, awesome. yeah, when like I'm not even in the, the classroom or they're with us different specialists. They'll be like, so listen, this is what happened to me. And I'm like, wait, you're telling me you got in trouble? Like why? But it's like, they that's want awesome. me to know like what's happening and why they feel away. And it's like, that doesn't happen by itself. It no, happens it when doesn't. you open up and they feel yeah. like I can trust you. I can tell you anything and you're not going to judge me and you're going to accept me for who I am. And I, I totally understand what you're doing. Um, and I see it working all the, with the 27 little humans <laughs> in my class. And hopefully yeah. one day I can see that with Lucille. It's very difficult, a toddler yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, right now she's the boss right. of everything. She's changing so. from second to second. So, yeah. But I think you have that effect on adults as well, not just children. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I'm glad. All right. One more question. One more question. Okay. What are you currently working on right now that you're like super enthusiastic about? It doesn't have to be about work. It could be personal or whatever. What's Um, next for Brittany? Oh, (laughs) so I used to a long time ago, I used to have a YouTube channel all about infertility Um, and they've gotten like thousands and thousands of views and stuff. Um, Like two years ago, I like, they're they're not down, but no one can see them. They're not visible to anyone. Okay. Um, because I didn't quite know where I was like headed with it because I had like stopped for a while. Um, I realized that I really didn't want my kids to be a part of my social media until they had like a full understanding of like social media essentially. So, you know, on my private page they're there, but like on my business page, like I don't like post photos of them, things like that. And so having that YouTube channel, it was like hard to like, okay, but this is my life. They're yeah. they're my life. And I would like to incorporate them into it. And so right now, you know, I'm kind of going back and forth on do I get back into the YouTube thing? And then if I do you know, do I incorporate my kids in it in mm-hmm. some type of way or my family in it in some type of way? So that part is hard because when it was just me talking about infertility, um, a part of the reason why I kind of like backed off was because there's some people who get maybe a little too invested into you. Um, so that part has got me a little worried about like, you know, where I'm headed with that. Uh, but other than that, um, working on more like natural body products, um, thinking of different formulas to put together. So like just mixing up a bunch of different stuff and <laughs> <laughs> testing it out on my husband and, <laughs> and, and seeing like, Labyrinth. yeah, like seeing if, you know, he likes a certain smell or if he, you know, he likes a certain formula that like I put together to see if, you know, maybe I would like to like go a little bit bigger with it. Um, you know, and then other than that, um, just little projects around the house and stuff. Um, we have like a really old house. Um, so, you know, people might be interested in like seeing some of like the things that we do and how we do things either completely like free or like super, super dirt cheap. Um, because money. Um, (laughs) so, you know, just like little projects. So whether it's about projects for me or the business side of things, um, but I, I definitely, with a YouTube thing, if anything, I'm definitely putting out content for, for parents, like just short little snips, snippets of like things like five to 10 minute videos of like things that they might want to know, um, to get them to understand like what it is that I do. Cause it's still, 
in 2020 a lot of people still don't know what doulas are or like what right. we do um so you yeah. just really getting myself out there um was voted best doula what three years running um for yeah. for baltimore so it's no just big deal like, or anything <laughs> <laughs> for like baltimore so even that you know so people are like oh i saw this and like what does this mean so you know just another way to like explain it so all the calls and text messages and things that i get like hey here's a video for this and here's you know mm-hmm. so it really helps to streamline who's yeah. calling in who's wanting to know more information right. so if i can streamline that process a little bit more that allows me to have that time of just existing. Like I can put that mm. content out. <laughs> yeah. So it's really like thinking a little bit ahead yeah. of like what's being asked of me, things like that. Um, and then giving the people technically what they, they've been asking for or looking for basically. But yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I feel like you are, it sounds like you are unlike a lot of doulas, like from conversations <laughs> I've had with you. So if anybody needs a doula, shout out contact Brittany because she is phenomenal absolutely uh, you've got four thumbs up over here <laughs> four <laughs> six if you include Lucille yeah that's true yeah. absolutely <laughs> all right all so right. this is usually where we get into a quote of the day and a take action challenge so Brittany without further ado what is your quote of the day okay so Technically, I have two. We can do two. Um, and because the first is going to set up the second. Okay. Mm, I like this. Okay. <laughs> um, so the quote is, you are not lazy, unmotivated, or stuck. After years of living your life in survival mode, you are exhausted. There is a difference. And that is by Nakia Homer. Um, and so for me, with this quote... Um, a lot of people, a lot of the things that are repetition that they get into, they feel like they're stuck or people, or they're called lazy and things like that. Um, but sometimes survival mode really does put you in a way that, you know, like you're just doing it to survive. And whether that's just for yourself or for you and a family, you really do get put into a repetition just to stay afloat essentially. And so with that, don't be dismayed by the brokenness of the world. All things break and all things can be mended, not with time, as they say, but with intention. So go. Love intentionally, extravagantly, unconditionally. The broken world waits in darkness for the light that is you. And that is L.R. Noth. I'm going to give you a standing ovation. Those were, that yeah. was the best two-part quote that we've ever had. I can't quote anymore. We are connecting with you with every single quote of the day from now on. This is going to be like Britney's quote of the day. Though, is. Exactly. All right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So if you could give some people one or two things to take away, you know, what would you tell them to do? Take action besides call you when <laughs> yeah. they're getting ready to have a child. Um, I would just say that there's only one you. Um, and in a world where it seems like people are wanting a certain type of thing, stand out, like truly, truly be you. It gets exhausting trying to be someone or something that you are not. And you will be loved, if not as much, twice as much for being you authentically, you know? So, you know, it's just really important to me that, um, 
we stop thinking about what other people want us to be and and we just be what is us because for me i find that when you start a relationship a certain type of way and that could be a friendship a business or any you know or an actual like romantic relationship if you start that way you're not going to hold on to being this person that you think this person wants you to be mm-hmm. and so a lot of relationships end so whether it be business relationships um friendships they end because you eventually start to show who you truly are and if you hadn't done that in the first place, you would have attracted someone way better, someone who would have met you with where you're at. So be you, 100% authentically you, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I promise you, the people that are for you are going to be there for you and they're going to support you in all of it. I am living testimony to that. Awesome. Mic drop. Mic yep. drop. So before, <laughs> before we go, tell everybody how they can connect with you and how to get in touch with you. Oh, yeah. So um, on Instagram and Facebook, it's fertility.birth.wellness. Um, and my website is www.brittany.com. That's B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y-R-R-I. D-D-I-C-K. But if you just go to Instagram, Facebook, the link for my web address is already there. So and- fertility dot birth dot wellness perfect and we will put that in the show notes as well so <laughs> people will be able to find that as, so thank you so much Brittany. this was an amazing conversation thank you uh yeah really? it's funny because she was so quiet when we first started and then it's like she blossomed yes. this conversation it was like she, com- she commanded the microphone she did yes. i was like this isn't our show anymore this is yes. britney's show yes, absolutely so thank you so yes, much for coming over and doing this this was an absolute pleasure awesome all right folks that's gonna do it for our interview with Brittany. hope you enjoyed it and remember if you like this episode Please give us a review or share it with a friend on social media because sharing sparks a conversation, conversation leads to action, and action is how we are able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. So we want to thank you all for listening today, and we will talk to you again next week. See you later, guys.